Yeah, like, like there are people that make six figures a year off of writing fortunes. No way. Yeah. Yeah. There was a video that I was watching about like strange side hustles that nobody talks about. And uh, yes, can I help you? I'm not giving you my pin. Kids getting lippy. Um, so it was one of the things it's like, if you really like hustle and you write enough of them, you can make upwards of like a hundred grand a year on just writing them. Really? Yeah. And what's the market for sarcastic fortunes? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't talk about that. Oh, but it, it, they did say that like, like the top earner in the world had to bail out because of like burnout. Okay. Because they were just writing so many a day and they were getting like creative writer's block. Dance, monkey, dance. this week's episode of dance monkey dance i'm chris i'm john how you doing john i'm doing great how are you um i'm okay i have a little rant for to start the show with all right um i don't know what your experience has been recently with amazon but okay my experience over the last couple of weeks has really sucked hmm the last five things i've ordered have gotten lost or been delayed to the point where I had to cancel the order and reorder them. And I've gotten, I ordered something last week that said it shipped and it said it had shipped with uh, the United States Postal Service, but had a UPS tracking number. I've seen that before. That UPS doesn't recognize, that the Postal Service doesn't recognize. Hmm. Never showed up, never came in, nothing. So I had to cancel the order and reorder it to see if I'll actually get it this time. Right. But like they lost my kid. My kid's birthday was two weeks ago or whatever. And so my dad gave her an Amazon gift card and she bought all this stuff that was supposed to come in and they lost half of it. Oh, that sucks. And so we waited, we waited a week and make sure it didn't show up. I canceled it, got a refund, um, reordered everything this morning, and I get a text from Amazon saying, hey, that order will be there today. Okay. So I cancel the new order, and I was like, well, good. At least she's getting her stuff. Amazon guy shows up, drops off a package that's way too small for what she ordered and so she rips it open and says this is not my order <laughs> so I take the package and I look and it's it's some somebody who's living in New York City and my thing has been pasted over it like my address okay so 
I'm wondering if that person today is opening a bunch of anime shit that, you know, <laughs> should have come here. But what does she get? Like ammunition and like knives? No. So, <laughs> so this will tickle you. Um, picture, picture. Oh, wait, hang on. Where's the, where'd I put it? Oh, I don't, oh, wait. Okay, so. It is East 105th Street, New York. Okay. So, so you're you're kind of familiar with the layout of New York. Yeah. Think of the kind of people that might be running around 105th Street. Okay. Inside the bag is a extra large um, leopard print high neck long sleeve shirt. And two pairs of giant hoop earrings. They that sounds appropriate for a Latino female. <laughs> uh, so that's what my kid got in the mail today from Amazon. Who, uh, up until very recently, was really good at delivering shit. And I don't know what happened to them. Hmm. Well, that address is right near a uh, a hostel. Oh well, and a restaurant called the Tang. <laughs> uh, so, so once I got it, I, I I get like you know Amazon customer service in a chat, and I tell them what happened, and they basically don't want the stuff back. They don't want me to send it back to them. Like, of what course, am I supposed not. to do with this? They're like, I, I don't know. Now, you know she's going to want those earrings someday. <laughs> so you may as well keep those. Yeah, and what, what size was the shirt? Extra large. Well, <laughs> she'll, she can grow into it. <laughs> I think she'll, she'll go from her all black period into like leopard print? Yes. Okay. Is that the natural progression? And yoga pants. And yoga pants. Yes. <laughs> Very tight yoga pants. Oh, God. So, yes. yeah. I mean, it, it used to be like when I got a tracking number that wasn't the TVA tracking number, which means they're blue vans, and it says like transferring to the United States Postal Service, it's like, okay, that's not coming on the day that it said it's coming. It'll be a day or two later, which is always the case with the with the Postal Service now. Right. So like that always irked me, but like this, this was a TBA number. And then all of a sudden it stopped a week ago. Like it was, it was on its route and then whatever happened. And it was like, it checked into the facility and it never checked out. And I was like, huh, that's a little weird. And then it was like, this is going to be delayed. And then it was like, um, then it was like, okay, so it's it's delayed, and we don't know if it's ever going to get there, and so you can cancel it if you want. So I was like, cool, we'll cancel it, and we'll try again. And then, you know, I cancel it, and then I get this thing that's like, oh, it's coming today. Okay, I guess they found it then. But no. Not even close to what you had ordered, so. Wow. I'm a little disappointed. Like, we talked about last week about, like, getting rid of Prime because... What does two day shipping really buy you? But it's like if they're not, if they can't even get the prime fucking shipping right, right? Like, 
And what really sucks is that like Amazon's really the only place to get like 3D printing materials and shit like that. So I'm going to have to use Amazon anyway. Yeah. But I don't know. Have you looked for it on Walmart? Well, see, that's what I started doing now. Now I'm starting to compare between the two. So I don't know if that's going to be the new go-to. Hmm. I don't know. Have you have any had any issues with Amazon recently? Uh, no, no, I really haven't. Okay. Maybe it's just me then. Maybe it's it, they're like fucking South Carolina. Y- you know that could be it. Probably. <laughs> uh, okay, so rant over. You know. Wow. So so case. is there a person's name on this package? Yes. Have you tried contacting them? No. Have you tried like Facebook stalking them to oh, see who Jesus. would buy a leopard print shirt and big hoop earrings? I don't. How do how, how do you even Facebook stalk somebody? Well, you've got a name, right? Yeah, but it's like a real generic name, especially for New York. Well, put in the name and then put in the address and see if it shows up. In Facebook? Yeah. Because some people put their addresses on and their phone numbers. Um, here, wait, look, I'll do it this way. I'll do her name. And when that shows up, I'll go to people. And I think you can do by city. So let's see. New York. New York. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> well, I don't know if she lives in in uh, New York, but the very first picture that pops up is a woman in a leopard top <laughs> with hoop earrings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you have to friend her. No, I'm not going to do that. Yes, you friend her, and once she friends you back, then you, you send her a picture of you wearing <laughs> the leopard print shirt and the hoop earrings. No. Yes. Come on. I don't know if it's her. Doesn't matter. It'd still be funny. <laughs> Actually, there's there's several people by this name in New York, New York, that look like they would be... Who would buy this? Well, you're going to have to friend them all. I'm not friending them all. Come on. No. Come on. No. You can unfriend them later. <laughs> Suddenly there'll be all these Latino women in, in New York going, what's this white guy doing friending me? <laughs> oh, so weird. Hmm. <laughs> But, oh, so weird. What I sh- what, if I was a real stand-up dude, I would just throw this in a box. And send it back to and her? And send it to her and be like, hey, this was mistakenly sent to me. Well, why not? 
it could spark a friendship. Well, because I don't really want to spend the money to ship it up there. But maybe, maybe, maybe I'll do the nice guy thing. There you go. And like, write a letter that says, "Hey, this was mistakenly sent to South Carolina. I thought maybe you'd want it, but I want a picture of you in the shirt." <laughs> but you know, it could be pretty funny if she returned it, and somehow your address got stuck on it. Oh, so it just keeps getting back to her. <laughs> yeah, I just think that this is like. A really bizarre, <laughs> uh, a really bizarre thing that you know this could go on for months. Uh, well, maybe, maybe. And then every, you know, every week we check in with her. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna have to send it postal service because FedEx and fucking UPS is too expensive to ship shit right now. Well, post office is pretty pretty bad too. There is one woman in New York that says that she works at the Facebook app, and I don't even know if that's true. Um, <laughs> but the picture is her smiling at the camera, and you can see her ass in a g-string. So that's probably her. <laughs> that's her. You should hit her up. Should I? You should. Okay. Can your friend request people from the Dance Monkey Dance page? I don't know. I've never tried that, so I couldn't tell you. That'd be funny, though. Wouldn't it? <laughs> so I'll maybe I'll I'll just send it to her and see what, it, what see what happens. There you go. You know, knowing knowing people, I I won't ever even get a response. It'll disappear into the ether, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, but what if you do? What if this is the one person <laughs> who's going to respond to you? Uh, possibly. This could be ripe. This could this could give us weeks of content. <laughs> so wait, what do you want me to do? Be like, be like, I, I want in, in the letter. Be like, I want a response. Sure, why not? I want to make sure that you get this. So please write to me and tell me. Yeah, that you then, get then, it. Then, like you know, get like a Gmail email address. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, like the next thing you can send her, you know, all these emails. Like, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> have you thought about adding solar to your house? <laughs> I'm trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I am the son of an Nigerian prince, and I have $7 million in quarters that I would like to send you. There you go. All you have to do is send me $10,000 cash. That's right. And I'll send you a $7 million in quarters. I need you to go to the store and buy Apple cards at <laughs> $250 a piece. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she'd love that. Well, judging from her fashion style. <laughs> it's a very New York fashion style. Yes, for, it is. For that neighborhood. Yes. Oh, good times. That's funny. I will I will send it this week and report back on if I ever get a response. 
Okay. You know, she might be very nice. She might drop you an email and just says, hey, I really appreciate it. I was wondering what happened to that order. The tale of the hoop earrings. There you go. Were they were they nice hoop earrings? No. Oh. I mean, there's they're they're in a pack of like two. There's a gold and a silver. Oh, okay. I think they're for her nose or her nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Nuits de June. Mm. And it's trendy jewelry, but it is the stereotypical giant hoop door knocker. Earrings. Okay. Gold. Are you trying? Are you trying them on right now? Yes. Yep. Okay. In my nipples. <laughs> I mean, I guess before I send this, I should see how much they're worth, right? I don't. You should. That was the only thing that came. I don't know. It'd be like a five hundred dollar leopard print shirt. I really, I doubt it. Uh, hoop. Let's see. Well, none of the, I typed in the, the kind and it didn't come up, so. Oh. It must be sold through something else. They're like $15 earrings. That's nothing. Yeah. yeah, but you can put them on Marketplace for 10 bucks. Oh, wait, here they are. Huge, huge gold hoop earrings for women. Plated in 10 karat gold stainless steel hooped earrings for women. 70 to 100 millimeter large gold hoop earrings. $8. Ooh. There you go. Here's your $8 earrings. It's probably going to cost me that much to send the fucking package. Yeah. Uh, well, what if you just peel your sticker off and stick it in a mailbox? Uh, the kid destroyed the package, so. Oh. Because she thought she was ripping into hers. So. We should make the kid pay to ship it. With what? My money? Sure. So now we're just back to me paying for it. <laughs> So anyway, that's my rant about Amazon. Wow. Fuck them people. Oh, well, damn Jeff Bezos. <laughs> He's worried about his yacht. Yeah. Getting rid of, um, getting rid of old, I guess, bridges somewhere. Getting, getting them taken apart. He's going to have, they, they said, the government said they will not, pay to have it dismantled for his yacht so they're making him pay for it and I guess to restore it I mean does that really hurt him in any way no like, not like, at all he's just like fuck it I don't care do it not at all nope bastard mm -hmm. so anyway besides my rant I wanted to talk about a legend who passed away this week a legend yes Okay. If you if you don't know the name, you you definitely know the work. Um, okay. A, a man by the name of Dung Douglas Trumbull. Okay. Who was um who did the visual effects for some of the most important science fiction films in in cinema history. 
Okay. He did. He was on the photographic unit for 2001: A Space Odyssey, uh, Silent Running, Co- Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Star Trek: The Motion Picture, Blade Runner. Um, he produced and directed a whole bunch of stuff too, and he passed away this week. Oh, at the age of 79. Okay. <clears throat> but very influential in the world of visual effects. Hmm. Or special effects that turned into visual effects. Interesting. I'm pretty sure he was the one that pioneered. Um, if you talk to if you talk to visual effects artists about 2001, one of the things that they will tell you is that the comping the the visual effects comping of like the ship on the star field is extremely clean. There is no noise in it. There's no mat lines. And I'm pretty sure it was Douglas Trumbull that came up with the idea of taking them and photographing them within a single roll to do like double exposures. Okay. And so every second of film that you see of like the ships in space or any of that kind of stuff, um, um, took like a month to do because they were Hmm. literally sitting there taking they would have to take the picture of the ship and then they'd have to go over and take a picture of the star field and they'd have to move each within the degree of what the camera pan was right in order for it to all match up later on and i think he had a lot to do with the um what they call the stargate scene at the end with the uh, uh slit scan technology that was going on too hmm. so but a uh, big guy in, in the effects world. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> I mean, everybody dies, right? That's right. At least that's what they say. That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> well, except except the filthy rich, right? They, yes. they find ways to to live forever. That they do. Because, <laughs> you know, they contribute so much to society. Sure that's what you want to call it (laughs) yeah well how about that bob saget huh somebody came into his room beat him over the head and then tucked him into bed (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's what happened are you sure i mean it would make for a good murder mystery but it's it's a little weird like so so the article that i read was that he died of of head trauma, mm-hmm. but he was also COVID positive. Yes. But they're saying it was a brain bleed. Right. So I guess one of the, one of the uh, symptoms of COVID is like massive headaches. So he could have fallen and hit his head or, you know, accidentally ran into something or whatever and just thought it was part of the COVID. Mm. But at the same time, did he know he had COVID because he was out touring? So yeah, right. If he did, did he go out touring knowing he had COVID? Like there's, there's a whole bunch of questions that aren't going to be answered, but right. It's a, it's weird to think about until they find his secret diary (laughs) where he says, I have COVID, but fuck it. I'm going to go to Jacksonville. Yeah. They all deserve to die. I think, I think Jacksonville gave him COVID personally. I think so too. I think you can get COVID by just saying Jacksonville. (laughs) 
Oh, now you got it. Oh, there you go. Oh, well. <laughs> nice knowing you. Now you're another statistic. There you go. That's me. Yeah, it's it's a weird story. Like, like you would think that, like, he had a heart attack or, like, you know, at 65 he had a condition he didn't know about. But, no, he, like, died of a brain bleed while COVID positive in Orlando. Right. There's just so many weird things about that. I mean, especially the Orlando part. <laughs> Murderers. Some weird shit going on down here. I mean, I, it, being Orlando, it would make more sense that somebody like knocked on the door and whapped him in the head <laughs> and then put him in bed and like stole his money or something. You know what it was? I bet, I bet somebody was trying to defrost a leg of lamb <laughs> and they hit him over the head with it. And then they made dinner. Okay, what's the plot of that? Of from? It's a uh, it's an Alfred Hitchcock uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents. <laughs> woman gets woman is is defrosting a leg of lamb, and her husband comes home, and they get into a fight, and she clobbers him, oh. and then she cooks the leg of lamb and serves it to the cop. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought a good way to kill somebody, hypothetically, of course is to f to find somebody smaller than you and to pick them up by their ankles and beat somebody else to death with them. <laughs> and then, you know, both of them are dead and there are no witnesses. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, hypothetically. Like, I'm not... I haven't thought about it a whole lot, but... Right. You know. But you have a list. Of course. <laughs> I'm not saying who's on the list. Not These even are people I could one. pick up by the ankles <laughs> and swing around. What, Chris, why have you been working out? Well, I'm about I'm trying to go on a murder bench. spree. <laughs> there you go. Stranger things have happened. I mean, it's okay. Since we're on this topic now. Um, you, you've never been, you're a world traveler. You've never like... It's never entered your into your mind when you're in a foreign country of like, if I just walked up to somebody randomly and shot them in the face, would I get caught? What am I, Republican? <laughs> no, but you've Come never, on. you've never, it's never been like, how easy would it be to get away with murder? You know, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I would feel very guilty even if it were killing Hitler as a baby, yeah. I I would just feel guilty about it. I couldn't live with myself. Even though, like, with the baby Hitler thing, you knew that you were stopping six million people from dying. Yes. Oh, okay. What if you had, okay, not, not baby Hitler, but, like, Hitler right before he takes power in Germany? What if you were, like, in a room and you could, like know that he has these fucked up ideas in his head would you kill him now well but then there's the danger of making him a martyr yeah. it's a catch 22 <laughs> okay alright fair enough I've just wondered that like you know sitting in an airport there's two things that go through my mind it's like how easy would it be to kill somebody <laughs> and one of these people at this airport is a spy. 
Oh, okay. That's always fun. Yeah. Yep. And you have to figure out who the spy is. And then what happens if you figure it out and they figure out you figured it out? Then you're the one who dies. Not necessarily. You could no. become a spy too. Maybe they'd recruit you. Maybe Ooh. they'd say, you were smart enough to figure out that I'm a spy. I can use your talents. Follow me. <laughs> I don't know. They'd have to show me the money up front. Okay. Like, like we'd have to go to my bank <laughs> and, and see it in person. What about the idea of just disappearing one day? Just, just getting in your car, taking taking the bare minimum with you, and just disappearing. And then, like you know, tossing your wallet and your cell phone, and yep, starting over somewhere else, never to be heard from again. That's right. Like Howard Hughes. I thought he died in in a weird old hotel in Vegas. No, he was DB Cooper. <laughs> he parachuted out of a plane. There you go. Yeah. I mean, look, I like technology and all, but there is something to like watching old Westerns where you just kind of go from town to town and nobody knows who you are. And you just like you do make a little money here and then you get on your horse and you ride away. We don't take the strangers around here. (laughs) Well, you're not killing people in that instance. Like the killing is just another thing that I think about. But. What if you were a killer for hire? Yeah. Uh, that, see that you go to these small towns, you know, as a hitman. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can open carry in many states now, so... No, that's true. You know, at some point, murder's going to be legal. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you get a permit. Oh, if we're, just, we're just around the corner from the purge. Uh, if only I'll go I'll stock up on blue flowers there you go make sure you put them out yep oh good times are they though yeah okay so did you uh did you watch the finale of Book of Boba Fett I did are you forever turned off of Star Wars because they made that black dude do a spin before he shoots his gun no. No? You're not one of those weird people on the internet? No. Oh, okay. So what did you think of the the final episode of Book of Boba Fett? I really liked them. Yeah? I liked the... I, I was surprised that he killed Cad Bane so easily. He's not dead. The, the, Is he on the other side of the back to tank with Cobb Vanth? So the... Once once he's laying there, there's a red light that's flashing on his chest. And that's the signal to somebody to come get him that he's mortally wounded, but he's not dead. Mm, all you, right. You don't bring in Cad Bane just to kill him like that. Just to kill him in two episodes? Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked... I mean, it 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 was a homage to the the Japanese samurai movies that influenced George Lucas. It was a homage to, to those wild West shootouts. Mm-hmm. There's a little King Kong thrown in there. <laughs> Come on. There's, I liked the episode and I liked the show on a whole. I think that there was a couple of things that they did that made me kind of scratch my head. I know that they did Chekhov's Rancor 
earlier in the in the um season so that you get the Boba Fett riding a Rancor through Mos Espa. Right. But I feel like a lot of it was guys sitting around the writer's room going, you know, it'd be cool. Boba on a Rancor. <laughs> because if you honestly thought about who Boba Fett is and his history, old Boba Fett would have called slave one to him through his gauntlet, gotten in slave one and just wiped out all the pikes with the weapons on the slave one. Okay. And not thought a second of it. And they even like he, when he gets the ship back and he goes after the, the biker gang, that's very much what he would have done in the situation where he's trying to protect the people of most Eisley or most Espa. And he's taking out, you know, all these Pike people. He would have just gotten in the ship and just wiped them all out. But would he, he had all those years in the, in the Sarlacc stomach to, you know, be retrospective and decide to be a better person. Uh, but I, I don't know. Protecting, protecting the people by riding the rancor over all the buildings and destroying half of them felt a little weird. Like the collateral damage of what that would have caused goes kind of against his new, you know, his new outlook on protecting the people. Well, I think he was also putting on a show. You think so? I think so. Okay. It's like, look how fucked up I am. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm very happy that he basically lost the duel to, to Cad Bane and used what he learned while his time with the Sand People in order to defeat right. him. Because Cad Bane in Clone Wars is the fastest draw in the galaxy. Right. So they weren't trying to be like, oh, They've slowed down, but Boba finally gets the better of him. No, he he basically loses and then fights his way out of it. I just I feel like a lot of what you saw was people going, you'd know, be really cool. Shot of two Mandalorians flying around the building. And then landing and taking out a whole bunch of people, which was one of my favorite scenes. I was going to say, what's wrong with that? Nothing. But like as they're building on those, it gets to be. You know, did they have the idea for the Rancor the whole time or did they get to the end and be like of the writing process and be like, what's a cool way for Boba to show up? Oh, it'd be really cool if he wrote a Rancor. Okay, let's go put a Rancor in a couple of episodes before (laughs) so that we can use that at the end. Mm. Again, what's wrong with that? I don't know. I just it doesn't feel like Boba Fett. Well, nothing this this entire series has felt like Boba Fett. No, I know. And that's that's one of the things that I grapple with. Hmm. Because I still think that in the pantheon of like things that they've released since Disney bought Star Wars, Book of Boba Fett is as good as The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um I think that people's perception, and this is probably my problem too of what a Boba Fett show could be and what we all feel should have been is not what the writers wanted to tell. And I get connecting it to a larger universe of like all these people can just pop up in each other's shows and 
you know, Mandalorian knows Ahsoka Tano, so is he going to show up with Boba Fett in tow at one point? Like, there's all these things that they can do now, and yeah, that, all yeah. that shit I appreciate. It's just but. when 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 you have twenty years or thirty years, however long Boba Fett's been around, forty years, I guess, and there's all this legends tales of him and you see him in um you see him in the clone wars and you see his journey that what you've come to find of him after he gets out of the sarlacc pit is not the boba fett that everybody remembers and i think people wanted to see ass kicking no holds barred boba fett and that's not the story that they decided to tell hmm. so Again, I really like the show. I'm glad that they made it. It's always cool to see these these people come into like live action and to be able to give him well, it's not really seven episodes. It's five episodes <laughs> of development for the character is something that we wouldn't normally have gotten. So Sure. You know. I don't know. What's your feeling on it? I think if they had done the continuation of Boba's story from Return of the Jedi, it wouldn't have given the character as much development. I think it could have been cool that there's that the entire series was him going after Dengar and going after 4LOM and going after uh, Bosk and stuff. Right. But that's also kind of predictable, kind of easy. It's like, oh, well, we already have these characters people know, and they know they're bounty hunters, and they know they don't get along. So, you know, it becomes freak of the week. But when you when you look back at the post credit scene of the season two or season whatever, was it season two of Mandalorian that he shows up in? Uh, yeah. yeah, when when he shows up, it's when when they. Cut, but it wasn't a post credit scene. Well, when they cut to Tatooine, and you see Jabba's palace for the first time since Return of the Jedi. And was that season one? No, that was season two. But in season two, we'd already seen him. Not Boba Fett. Are we going into season three or season four? We're going into season three. Season two, season two ends with the Book of Boba Fett's coming in December of 2021. But that's after he already got his armor back. Right. But what I'm saying is that post credit scene where him and Fennec Shan basically right, wipe are sitting out on the throne yeah. and sits on the throne, that, that scene gave an idea of what the show was going to be. And hmm. that's not necessarily the show that we got. Okay. Um, I also see a lot online about the emotional stakes of the end of season two of the Mandalorian where Luke shows up to take Grogu is kind of completely wiped out now because there really was no development. It Grogu just basically goes back to, to Mando. Right. You know, so. Well, I mean, Grogu makes a choice. Is is he going to go against the teachings of the Jedi 
and you know the Jedi having no emotional uh, connection to anybody else and all that kind of bullshit or is he going to go back to you know his father figure oh no I get that I get that but like the the teary eyed Mandalorian taken off of his helmet because you know he's about to lose Grogu his foster his foster child is gone yeah it it takes a little bit away it's it's kind of like finding out Palpatine was alive in the last movie. It totally wipes out the sacrifice that Darth Vader made. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I think sometimes they don't know where the future is going to go with some of these things. And right. they write it, and then they're like, well, okay, what if we bring Grogu back in Book of Boba Fett? And, you know, they gave him some stuff to do. I think, you know, they were able to to uh, flesh out the character of Pelly a lot this in this show. Oh, sure. You know, apparently she's a horn dog for like weird for, looking for, people for Jawas, for, for Jawas and Twi'leks. Mm hmm. Cause she was basically like, like I fucking the guy with the, with the, um, uh, with the head tails, with the head tails. Yeah. So like they were able to do some cool stuff. I find it a little odd and I don't know if they had blown the whole um, deep fake budget on the previous episode that Luke doesn't deliver Groku to the Mandalorian that he makes R2 do it. That doesn't feel like Luke Skywalker to me. Well, I don't know because I think Luke is now on the path of, you know, he's going to build his, his school yeah, but it's like okay. And if you've Grogu doesn't want to stay me. with them, then you know, screw you, kid, go away. He he's not. You've chosen not to be with me, and I'm not going to take you. I'll have R two take you. Like that. I don't know. I don't know if he didn't want to go back to Tatooine. I don't know. It would have been cool to see Luke show up on the the streets of Tatooine. It'd be like I remember. He could go buy back his land speeder. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the droids you were looking for. That's right. See, he he could go hang out with Cammy and Fixer. That's right. See, they could have done this weird. Post I, I think that's thing? I think that's for the Sebastian Stan Luke Skywalker series. If that ever happens. <laughs> oh come on! He did Pam and Tommy. <laughs> I did not watch that. I've heard there's. I've had several people several people tell me that they couldn't get past episode two. Uh, did you watch it? I, I have no interest in watching it. Okay, so apparently he talks to his penis. Yeah, I've heard that. And there's like a puppeted penis. Yes. And so I've had people be like, yeah, that got to that part. And I just, I stopped watching. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have any interest in that either. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I'm I'm happy with where Star Wars TV has gone. Sure. Kenobi is coming out in May, and I feel mm -hmm. like there's a real decent shot of seeing something at the Super Bowl for it. Okay. Um, which is tonight as we're recording. No, it was three days ago. <laughs> well, we'd be talking about it if it was, you know. So hopefully we'll get something because I don't know what's next. I don't know what they're what their release schedule is right yeah i mean it seems kind of weird that we're going to have nothing between march and 
may. The, the, yeah, that can't be it. That there, right. There's got to be something that plays at the Super Bowl from Disney that's like starting on Wednesday. Go right. see the full trailer now. Or something. I don't know. Right. Speaking of trailers, did you see the new Jurassic Park trailer? No, I didn't. No? I've seen clips from it. It's it's okay. Yeah. I mean, apparently this is the end. They're not going to make any more Jurassic Park movies after this. Ever? That's what the that's until that's they decide they... to reboot it in two years with somebody else. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, if this does well, will that stop movies? And that's probably a no. Hmm. I did not. I watched the the DC sizzle reel for 2022 yeah so i saw that and and it was labeled as a black adam teaser trailer yes so i clicked on it and all of a sudden batman's there and i'm like wait what the fuck is going on and then the flash is there and i'm like wait what am i watching (laughs) and then it was like oh this is for everything okay yeah that's a weird thing to do to somebody Mm Hmm. what do you think about that trailer um, I don't know. There wasn't anything in it that got me excited. No. Out of all the stuff coming up, like I don't like Ezra Miller. As a person or as an actor? As a person. He's just a douche. Well. No, <laughs> no I don't know. I don't know the guy. Um, I mean, I suppose I'm going to have to see The Flash in some form since Michael Keaton's going to appear in it. <laughs> yeah. And um, Black Adam, I really don't have any interest in. No, you don't want to see The Rock as a as a weird Shazam. No. No. Okay. No, I'm kind of done with The Rock. <laughs> oh, after uh, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, there was, a, and you know, I'm really not that interested in the Batman. I'm. I feel like the Batman is going to be one of those things that you watch once. Yeah. And then there's no rewatchability to it. And that bugs me because I can still sit down and watch the 89 Batman film. Sure. And like enjoy it. And I just feel like we're getting to the point because I guess Robert Pattinson came out and said that like his Bruce Wayne is really sad and weird. And that, like, it's not a happy, fun movie. It's like a dark, brooding thing. And it's like, we've done that. Yeah. It's like, why did you feel the need to just change the lead actor again? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, and, you know, you're doing Catwoman again. Okay. Well, this is Catwoman number three, (laughs) four, if you count Halle Berry. Right. You know, it's like, there's so much stuff out there, but you're just going back to the, you know, the fan favorites. Well, they're going to tell, um, they're going to tell, um, oh, what's the, the owls, the court of owls, court of owls. Yeah. Because that's never been done on TV before. Uh, sure. <laughs> We're going to get the origin of Cobblepot. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. All the shit they didn't do on Gotham. Oh, wait a minute. They did everything on Gotham. They did. And they're doing the same thing on Batwoman. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I think, 
I think they see Batman as a high money making property and they're, they're trying to figure out how to capitalize on that. And I just don't think they've hit it yet. Yeah. Um, I really like the justice league Snyder cut. I thought it was way better than the Whedon one. Um, but what I want to see, they're never going to do, which is that nightmare. I think if you take it out of what you know and you put them into situations that you haven't seen them in before, then that's one thing. Right. But like, oh, we're going to get the origins of the Riddler. And it's like, I don't care about the Riddler. Yeah. You know, we've we've seen that several times. Oh, it's going to be Son of Sam this time, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I'm interested to see where Batgirl goes. Yeah. But I don't have that much hope that it's going to be any better than anything we've seen so far. I, I, I agree with you. I don't see how it's going to. Yeah, I mean, I'd almost like to see a... Uh, a Arkham film... Well, they were supposed to do that Supermax movie a long yeah. time ago where it was Green Green Arrow. And he was stuck in um like a like an Arkham style Supermax prison with all all of his enemies that he had put away. Right. And they'd even done something similar like in that of the in the animated series for Batman. Right. And those were always really good episodes, but I think when you try to get ensemble cast like that, you end up with the suicide squad, which I mean, the last, the, the James Gunn one was better than the first one, but it's yeah. still like, you know, James Gunn tries to go for the weirdest, wackiest shit that he can find. And so, you know, the entire third actor fighting a giant starfish and you're like, right. oh, okay, right. Sure. So I think I think that's the trouble that, that DC would run into. I mean, the Peacemaker TV show is phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't started that yet. I really enjoy that. John Cena is a way better actor than people give him credit for. Yeah. And so seeing him kind of stretch what he's doing has been a lot of fun. And it's not taking itself too seriously. And it's they're trying to have you can tell they're trying to have fun with it. And it's it's really well done but I think it's a little too little too late for DC yeah because they're going to turn around and do brooding Batman and Flash where there's multiple Ezra Millers and like you know how good is that going to be well what about a Harley and Ivy feature film with Margot Robbie yeah that might work and Uma Thurman. <laughs> but like like her version of Poison Ivy from like that Batman? Yeah. Like she gets sucked into a multiverse? Yes. And, and yeah, I mean, that could work. Oh, my God. That would be great if they did a Batman multiverse where you've got flashbacks to the 1966 TV show and the 1940s serials and the Michael Keaton and the, you, you know it's like a different Batman in every scene. And they're like, you know, people are noticing 
people popping out of windows as they walk up the side of a skyscraper. <laughs> but it's people like Snoop Dogg and <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, there is a there is a um an episode of the sixty six Batman on today um that I, I stopped on and the kid was like, What is this? And I said, This is Batman and she was like, That's Batman and she's like, Why isn't he like why doesn't he have like muscles? Right. And I was like, That's the wrong you're not you're not understanding what this version of Batman was. Mm-hmm. And so like we're watching it and she was like, Well, who are they fighting? And it was Ma Parker? Was that the one? Oh wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so, Ma Parker. So like my kid was like, How is that a villain? It's like again, you don't understand what this was. Right. And what time period it came out of and like why they were doing like the big splat things and like so I think it kind of opened her eyes to like, you know, superhero stuff doesn't have to be what we see today. Right. So. Wow. You really want to blow her mind. She were Wonder Woman with Linda Carter. That was on after. Oh, <laughs> that awesome. Was, that was on after. That was um, here. The Hero and Icons channel that we okay. get over air here does like a Sunday morning superhero thing. Okay. And so she, we watched, we watched some of that too. And she was, she wasn't understanding that either. <laughs> when she spins and she changes into her costume. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Oh, show her like the 1950s Superman where he has to go into a phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> That'll put her in therapy. Yeah. I haven't shown her any of the Christopher Reeve Superman stuff yet. Oh, I, I mean, I don't oh know whether or not she'd sit through. You got to show her Supergirl with oh, Faye Dunaway. I don't know if I've ever seen that the whole way through. Oh, it's horrible, but I mean, it's that's funny. Probably why. Oh, but the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor. I mean, that was classic. Yeah. Classic. Miss Tessmacher. <laughs> the greatest criminal mind of our time and all he wants is land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gene Hackman. What an actor. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie Birdcage is the end. When he's dressed up in drag. He's just, and he, and he sees his aide yep. out on the street in the car and he goes, meet me around the corner. <laughs> and the aide is like, not for... Not on... Not on your life. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Speaking of superheroes, did you see the uh, Dr. Evil Ford commercial? I did. I, I liked that they brought all those people back. So I'm, I'm guessing this is the year that they're pulling out all the old characters because there's also a cable guy with Jim Carrey. Oh, I didn't see that one yet. Yeah, that that popped up online too. But yeah, I mean the Austin Powers thing. I don't know how I feel about that. No, what about Schwarzenegger as Zeus and Salma Hayek as as Hera? I have only seen Schwarzenegger as, as Zeus, so I'm not. I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen the whole commercial then? No. He decides to retire to Palm Springs. <laughs> Um, yeah. 
Yeah. There's there's not a lot of good commercials. The Colin Joe Scarlett Johansson one's kind of funny. I thought that that was the funniest one I've seen so far. Oh, you didn't like Flavor Town with Guy Fieri? I don't. I haven't <laughs> seen that one. Oh. It's obnoxious. Well, I'm sure it is. As you can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's Guy Fieri. Who's the mayor of Flavortown in the future. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. It's for uh, hard soda. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. I'm not going to watch it, but everybody looks like Guy Fieri. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Did you see the Zac Efron one? That's really bad. Which, what's, what is it? He's fly fishing with himself. And like, there's the one version of him where he's got like a porn stash. And then there's the other one where he's like got really bad fat suit on. No, I haven't seen those. It's not good. Well, let's see. This is on. Let me just kind of. Uh, Zach Efron gigafies fishing. Yes. Oh. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. Isn't it? That's like the worst fat suit in a long time. They like totally like puffed out his cheekbones or something. Yes. Yes. That's weird. I mean, I guess for, you know, as much money as they're, they're paying for these commercials that they're trying to keep people's attention, but that's just, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, the Snoop Dogg, Martha Stewart one is kind of clever. Okay. It, it's got, Snoop Dogg and he's and you see smoke coming from off screen and he says something like Martha I didn't know you were into that and pans over to her and she's like lighting the grill and it's a commercial for like a little lighter okay but there's all this pot innuendo (laughs) which is kind of funny but it's like okay at this point I mean it's 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 the it's the pairing that nobody ever thought would go anywhere right but Snoop owns Death Death Row Records now. Do you think they did it? You think she jumped on that? Come on, Martha. Maybe. You know you want some of this. Maybe. You ever been with a black man? <laughs> Jump on my schnizzle. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're they're holding on to some of the really good ones until... Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the 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 releasing them early for the Super Bowl thing. Because it's it's meant to be like the talk of the next day, right? Especially when it's two teams nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> well, I mean, there's got to be some fans, right? Oh, sure. Just because your team isn't in it doesn't mean it's not going to be a good game. Whatever. <laughs> It doesn't even have a halftime I'm interested in seeing. No, you don't want to see Snoop Dogg? No. No. Nope. 
no interest. No sports ball for me. Oh, well, you know, it happens. Yep. I do like, though, that on Super Bowl Sunday every year, there is a... Have you ever seen the, the superb owl thing? That I guess somebody snapped up like... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like SuperBowl.com, but it's SuperbOwl.com. Yes. And so it's just nothing but pictures of owls and stuff. Yes. I love that. I love the fact that, like, you know, people don't know that that's a thing. So they'll be like, oh, just go to SuperBowl.com. And it's like owls. <laughs> yep. It's all Harry Potter fans. Why is the internet flooded with owl pictures today? <laughs> uh, because all the people that don't watch sports don't really care. No. So they're going to troll people as hard as they can. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, besides Boba Fett, what else did you watch this week? Oh, uh, what else did I watch this week? Not a lot. No. I rewatched Into the Spider Verse. Okay. I I liked it even better than the first time. Okay. It's a really good movie. I mean, it's, it is. It's done extremely well. Yeah. Especially when you start looking at all like the behind the scenes things of like, um, they're doing all kinds of animation tricks of when they when they animate any of the other Spider-Men that have been doing it for a while, they're animating them on like twos. So every other frame as to where, when miles is with them, they're animating him on ones. So he's just kind of out of sync with them. Right. And then as he's, as he's becoming more proficient, they switch it to be on twos with everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so he becomes smoother and like, like all that shit where there's like, just split frames of like words on buildings and shit where you're like, wow. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely up there as far as like animated movies. Yeah. I think my favorite character out of all that is noir Spider-Man, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Trying to figure out the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> it's like, is this red? No. <laughs> it's my life, so. <laughs> he has popped up in some very weird animated projects that have to do with superheroes where you're like, you'd never think that they'd get Nicolas Cage for that. Right. And he's just like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, there's a Gotham Knights TV series coming. Yeah. Featuring Nightwing, Bluebird, and and Spoiler. Okay. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I mean, we already have a Nightwing on TV. We do. So I don't know why they want to like... I don't know. Because they don't have any original ideas. Well, yeah. I watched um, Nightmare Alley. Oh, week. did you? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? It's interesting. 
Um, the more Guillermo del Toro movies that I watch, the less I think I'm the intended audience. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a lot of his work doesn't really speak to me on a, okay. on a level of like, I know he's a brilliant filmmaker. I know that he is, he's a visionary when it comes to like his own properties and stuff. But I can count on one hand the actual Guillermo del Toro movies that I will rewatch. And it's. And which one is that? It's. I really like Pacific Rim. And. Okay. That's totally different than any other film he does. Right. And I, I, I like the first Hellboy. Yeah. Okay. Other than that. Of all the stuff that I've seen, I've been like, huh, that's really kind of interesting. But that's that's as far as it goes. Like um, Kronos, which was one of his first films. Yeah. I watched and was like, huh, OK, I'm, I, I guess I can say I've seen it now. And but I can't say I'm a fan. And so things like The Shape of Water and this and like all the things that Pan's Labyrinth, like I've seen them all and. I enjoyed them, but I'm not a huge fan. Okay. I mean, it's really weird. But then he does something like Pacific Rim and the first Hellboy, and I'm like, I could really watch these over and over. Sure. So I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure why. I mean, I'm I haven't seen it yet. I'm interested in seeing it because I like that whole carnival sideshow noir right thing. Well, and again, it was really good. Like, like I think it's a good movie. Yeah, but it, but it's not, it's not something that I will go back and visit. Okay, like I've seen it once, that's and that's fair that's all that it's ever going to be. That's all you need. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing in it that I'm like I need to go back and watch that closer, or you know. That nothing you that you think was in the background that you missed. No, I mean, and if it is, I don't, I don't care enough to even go back and look. Oh, wow. Okay. Fair enough. I don't, I, I think maybe I'm a fan of the concept of Guillermo del Toro more so than the films. You mean like the, his style? Yeah. Yeah, and I like uh, totally. I understand that. Like, it's whimsical and it's it's fantasy and it's like nothing that anybody else is producing, right? And I appreciate that, but I think I think I get I it. He just loses me with some of the movies. Okay, which is weird because like it should be right up my alley, right? But it's not right up my nightmare alley. <laughs> That was but I'm bump. But I'm bump. Yeah. I mean, and Bradley Cooper's good in it. Um, you know, the cast is great. Uh, yeah. It's well acted. It's shot really well. It's very pretty. Uh, there's just something about it. I don't know. Okay. Did you ever watch the... Uh, the Orlando Bloom Carnival Row. Yes. 
Okay. And I like that. Okay. I I I like that, and and I'm kind of sad that it never got a second season. Hmm. Okay. So like, again, like it should his things should be right up my alley. Like his style, right. everything that he does, I should be a massive fan of. Right. But when I think of like my favorite filmmakers, he's never in the top five. Okay. So, I don't know. Who are your top five? Uh, Spielberg, Lucas, um, he's only directed, well, I, I shouldn't say he's one of the top five, but, um, I'll say Sp- Spielberg, Lucas, James Cameron, um, Denis Villeneuve. And Robert Rodriguez. Okay. And I think R- Rodriguez is really there because of how he came up and his work ethic of like, just because I'm not in Hollywood, it's not going to stop me from making movies that people like. Okay. Um, that makes sense. You know, he's got a weird track record as well where he'll do like, Sin City and then he goes and he does Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Right. And you're like, okay, well I'm, I'm obviously not going to watch Shark, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but I appreciate that he's he wants to do he does the stuff for the adults and then he turns around and does the stuff for the kids. Sure. So, you know. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's not a very artsy list. It's a very mainstream like it's a very mainstream director's list. They're they're at the top of their game for a reason. Okay. And you know, um I'm not a very artsy type movie watcher. Like it's I'm not watching it. I'm not watching a lot of the stuff for the content. I'm what or the message. I'm watching it more for like flashy tent pole pieces and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's just the type of movie fan I am. Just the type of guy you are. Right. And like, like, so I tried to watch what if, if I was to expand it out to the top 10, Ridley Scott would be in there. And I tried to watch that Ridley Scott movie that they did with Affleck and, and, um, the duel, the duel. Yeah, I got through about 10 minutes and I was okay. like, I can't, man, this is not, I don't, I don't care about these people. I don't, the story doesn't really like, you know, blow up my skirt. I was like, I wanted to see it because he was like all adamant about like, you can't just watch superhero movies and like that's destroying cinema and all that shit that he spouted. And I was like, I've really right. enjoyed, um, Ridley Scott films in the past. So let me give this a shot. Okay. And I got through 10 minutes and I was like, yeah, no, mm -mm. I'll go back and watch the Martian for the 80th time. (laughs) But uh, not the duel. No, no. Okay. I mean, and that's, that's the thing I try. I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that are just like, 
those movies are crap and I'm not going to watch them, I will sit down and be like, well, you know, this got a lot of word of mouth, so maybe I'll sit down and try to watch it. And then I just can't. So. I'm trying. Hey. It's all we can ask. (laughs) It is what it is. I don't know. I I think I watch too much sci-fi and fantasy stuff. I've tried to get into more comedy stuff, but I just, I don't know. I think comedy is best watched with other people and not like so much on my own. Uh, yeah, I think there's a, a shared experience. That's a big part of that. Yeah. So it's hard to sit down and be like, what are the best comedies? And then try to watch them. Yeah. That's just me. Well, be that way. <laughs> uh, did you see the trailer for the Adam Project with um, Ryan Reynolds? Um, I kind of fast forwarded through it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's an interesting idea. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to give anything away. I mean, they they spoil some shit in the trailer, but. I don't know. I I like Ryan Reynolds, so yeah, give it a shot. Okay. I mean, as long as it's not like the proposal too. <laughs> it's got Mark Ruffalo in it. Yeah. I like Mark Ruffalo. But does it have Mark Rucolo? Who the hell's Mark Rucolo? He was the guy who was. He was the other guy at the pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> There whose career go. has, you know, just taken off by leaps and bounds. Oh, yeah. Only two people came out of that with a career, and that was Ryan Nathan Reynolds Fillion. and Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Who was the girl? She wound up on Monk. Okay. And, like, that that was, like, her big thing after, but I never watched Monk, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I never did either. Two guys. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Yep. Uh, I mean, David Ogden-Styers was on it in the beginning, and he was yeah. kind of like this weird homeless guy trailer Howard was the girl she played Sharon okay Ryan Reynolds Richard Ruckalo and Suzanne Cryer was Ashley who ended up I guess like was Ryan Reynolds love interest Mm, okay and Nathan Fillion were like the top ones yeah yeah 81 episodes David Ogden Sears did 13 So there's not even enough for syndication. Uh, not for that. No, 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 not 81 episodes. They try to hit a hundred. Yeah. Which is probably why like nobody ever remembers the show. I mean, I don't even know. It's got like episodes and air dates and stuff like, like, but it's not like, Hey, this is where you can watch them. Hmm. I remember it being like a funny show too. I kind of do too. So I'm not, I'm not even sure if, if you could even watch this. I don't see any streaming information for it. You might have to go through some back channels. But let's see, does it have any streaming information? You can buy it on Amazon. 
for how much? Where to watch every episode? Uh, where to watch Two Guys and a Girl, season one in the United States. It's not streaming nor available to rent or purchase. Oh, well, fuck me. Right. Sorry. Let's see. And now by clicking on that, you will suddenly be getting all of these ads for pizza. <laughs> you can get the complete series. And girls. On DVD for 30 bucks on Amazon. What's a DVD? <laughs> and not remembering the show that well, I can't tell you whether or not if that's a good purchase. Well, I don't know. I still have Cop Rock on my wish list. <laughs> and that's only 1995. I loved Cop Rock. Uh, did you really? Yes. Oh, my God. It was ludicrous. Oh, okay. It was ludicrous. You can get, you can get, uh, frequently bought together is Two Guys, a Girl, Two Guys and a Girl, the complete series, Northern Exposure, the complete series, and Wings, the complete series for $116 on DVD. Hmm. I really like Northern Exposure. Really? Yeah, that's what I, that's I a never got into that. Me. Like, yeah, like that's not one of those series that you like. If you know me, you're like, oh, Chris probably watched Northern Exposure. Right. That's not one of those things like, but it's one of those things. I, I think I was in college and I think it was on in the mornings before going to class. And I just kind of like it was one of those things you'd get up and be like, OK, it's Northern Exposure time. And so I think I sat down and I watched the entire thing that way. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. It's a weird random memory. Very bizarre. Yeah. Very bizarre. Um, have you watched Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk? I haven't. I you should. Okay. There. <sighs> There's some very inappropriate humor. Okay. Um, in this last episode, he's he's failed in his mission to destroy the Earth. So his his fellow aliens are are coming to destroy the Earth, and now he's trying to avert that danger. And in this past episode, um, there's kind of like a girls' night out going on where a number of the characters are in a bar and one of them's brought her friend who's a, a research scientist who's played by Alex Bornstein. Okay. Who's Lois on family guy. Right. And, um, Alan Tudor's character, Harry, the alien is trying to get a tour of her lab because he needs some piece of equipment to finish this communication device to tell his planet not to come. And the, and she goes, I love that you're interested. It's very flattering, but I can't. The security is so tight, not dissimilar to my vagina. <laughs> Your vagina is like a lab? <laughs> yeah, it's tough to get in, and there's lots of neat stuff once you're there. Are there monkeys in cages? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just stuff like that. There's stuff that I, I kind of will have it on in the background while I'm doing other stuff, and then there'll be like some laugh out loud comment. Nice. It's. I think you should check it out. Huh, okay. And Nathan Fillion plays an octopus. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I think you should check it out. I think we're okay. only like two or three episodes into the second season. 
Huh, okay. <clears throat> I'll uh, I'll have to put that on my list. Yeah, I mean, Alan Tudyk's <laughs> delivery is just so bizarre <laughs> because he's an alien and he's trying to, you know, fit in. Right. By assuming the body of a doctor who's he's stuffed into a a big fridge in his garage. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you should check it out. Okay. All right, I'll 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 do that. Yeah. I watched um started watching that new series on Amazon Reacher. That's based yeah. on the, the Jack Reacher stuff. Yeah. And it's the guy who played Hank slash Hawk yes. in uh, yes. Titans. Yep. I and he was Aquaman on Smallville. Yeah, I I have actually really enjoyed um, oh really the, the show so far yeah okay because apparently it's supposed it's it's more book reacher than what tom cruise did and so, so it's, it's more tall it's more human sized creature reacher yes okay yes not, um, not dwarf size <laughs> yeah so so apparently it's more like the book is supposed to be and, okay and it's done really well but it's super violent Hmm. They're not holding back anything. And is it it's it's like a Jack Ryan kind of thing? Mm, no, it's more The gist of this first season is that he sh- he shows up in a small town and he gets arrested because there was a murder not too far away and they're trying to pin it on him. Okay. And then it's like they discover who he is and he decides that he's going to figure out who's killed this guy that they're trying to frame him for. Um, as opposed to the movies where he's like an investigator for the military or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, it's just done really well. There's, there's a scene where like they've arrested him and they sent him to prison and he's he's in there with another guy and they both get out and he starts to walk away. And the other guy goes, I'll just wait here for my my wife. And he walks away. And he's like, I don't give a shit. And like just walks away from him. <laughs> and the delivery was so well done. I was I laughed out loud and I was like, OK, that that was pretty good. So. Well, cool. Who else is in the cast? Anybody worth mentioning? Nobody that I knew offhand. Okay. Um, they haven't really. I'm only a couple of episodes in, so. Um. Like the the girl the the cop that he's walking around with is a chick named Willa Fitzgerald. Okay. Um. And he's like she's she's like the only other one that I think I've seen anywhere. Um, the, there's a, there's a couple of flashbacks to his Reacher's, uh, childhood and it's the kid that played Will Robinson on the Netflix, um, Lost in Space. Okay. So those, those are the only two that I was like, okay, I've seen those people before. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't know what to tell you as far as like the cast. So much of nobody's like. Yeah. Titans. Yeah, but I mean that's not always a bad thing. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I think that's worth giving a watch if you like if you like violent TV shows. 
Okay. I mean, if you've you've watched Titans, so that there's a violence level to that as well. Um, but I think, I think this the the writing on Reacher is really well done. So you might like it. And who wrote the books? Oh God, I don't remember. Apparently, it's really popular with like housewives and grandmothers. Really? Yeah. That's bizarre. Because I was listening to um, an interview with the guy that's in the TV show, and he was saying uh, Lee Child wrote all the Reacher books. Okay. Um, um, apparently, he gets a lot of fan mail from like um, grandmothers and housewives that are talking about how big of fans they are of the books and they're glad that they're actually doing it right now. Hmm. And he was like, I had no idea that this was like that, that was the audience. Right. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, you know, give it a watch. If you will. Yeah. I'll put it on the list (laughs) while I'm in quarantine next week. There you go. Yeah, so you're not going to be here for a little while. Uh, I'm only going north of the border. I know, but you're, you know, I don't know how much you want to do this as opposed to like other work you have to do. That's true. Uh, I don't know what the schedule is going to be like yet. Exactly. So I think I think we're working Sundays and then off on uh, Mondays. Okay. I mean, if you can't do it, it's fine. I'll come up with something. Okay. But in case there's a there's a week there here and, here and there that there's no show, you know why? Sure. Because John is traveling. That's right. I'm very busy. Very very busy. Getting the taking over the world. The road. World domination. That's right. Coming to a city near you. That's if you can get through the border with all the truck drivers. Yes. But they'll be coming down to the U.S. for Super Bowl. Yeah. Stock up on toilet paper now, folks. Yeah. That's okay. I got plenty of palm leaves down in the yard. There you go. Get a bidet. Yeah, that too. I'd say order one on Amazon, but it might not show up. (laughs) Bastards. Damn you, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) You bald fucker. <laughs> All right, you got anything else for this week? Uh, no, that's good. All right, yeah. All right, well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. May you le- never leave Mosespa. Mm-hmm.